passengers, We've been contemplating the Lord Jesus this morning as the Lamb of God, the one who God has provided to bear the penalty, to absorb the judgment for our sins. And we'll look at a few verses in Genesis 22 and also Isaiah chapter 53. The first from Genesis 22, we read in verse 1, it says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering. And rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand, and the knife, and they went both of them together. Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son, and he said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, Neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up 
for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And verse 14, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is to, said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Uh, Isaiah 53, we'll read a few verses over there too. So the, the Lord God has provided his own lamb for his burnt offering, for his sacrifice, the only one who could take away sin forever. Verse 53, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as the root of the dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness when we shall see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteem him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Verse six, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone his own way and the Lord had born have laid upon him the iniquities of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb so he opened not his mouth he was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people was he stricken. Verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see the seed. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his land, his hand. I'm gonna stop there and make a few comments. We see uh, in the case of Isaac, Isaac knew what was gonna happen. You know, I look at a couple things with Isaac, you know, we, he's like a type of Christ, but of all the types throughout the scriptures, there is none that would fully be compared to the Lord Jesus himself. All of them would come far short. Even though they 
would follow the same pattern as the Lord Jesus. We see that Isaac was asked to carry the wood up the hill or on the journey to the sacrificial place. The Lord Jesus was asked to carry his cross also. He bore the cross on his back. Isaac was supposed to be the sacrifice, the sacrifice. He should have been slain on that altar. But in his case, there was a substitute. There was a lamb around there that would take his place. But we see that the Lord Jesus had no one to take his place. He had to go through to death so God could get his true delight. So we see that there's a there's a shortage there where Isaac is concerned. But we can look also at the, the faith of Abraham. His only son, whom he loveth, as the scripture says, but yet he was willing to give him up, to be obedient to this desire of God. And he went through, as far as God is concerned, he was willing and he went through with it. But it wasn't meant for Isaac to die. So there was a lamb provided in his stead. But for the Lord Jesus also, the father, the only son, the only begotten son, the darling of his bosom, the one whom he had found much delight in, in heaven before he, even he came here. They created the worlds together. They were side by side doing everything that God did. But yet, because of love for us and knowing that there was no other way for mankind to be saved but by the death of the Lord Jesus, God was willing to give up his son. In John 3, 16, we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we look at the Lord Jesus also where he was willing because he loved us. You know, there's a song that says you'd rather die than to live without us. And that was the desire of the Lord. As he came into this scene, he went all the way to Calvary. He knew everything that was going to happen to him. Matter of fact, he did tell in um, Luke, in the book of Luke, I think, 18. Let me see if I find that verse. He knew exactly what was going on and what was going to happen. Chapter 18. Looking for that verse that says, I will go up to Jerusalem and I will die. Is it Luke 18? Yeah, 
Okay, yes, Luke 18, verse 31. Then he took unto him the twelve and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles and shall be mocked and spitefully entreated and spit upon, and they shall scourge him and put him to death. And the third day he shall rise again. That's the Lord Jesus speaking. So he knew exactly what was going to happen, but yet he was willing to go all the way to Calvary for us. I'm going to read a verse in chapter, I mean, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 10. John, chapter 10. The Lord Jesus is owning us as his sheep. He's also the good shepherd, but yet he took the place of the sheep. John chapter 10. In reading um, verse 18 of John chapter 10, he says, No man taketh, I'll read verse 17 first. Therefore doth my father love me, because I laid down my life that I might take it up again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This commandment have I received of my Father. That's the Lord Jesus again speaking that he knew exactly what was going on. Verse 27 of chapter 10, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So we have the Lord Jesus, the Good Shepherd himself, and the one who was made the sacrificial lamb, so he, he could save the sheep once and for all. Now this morning, I trust that we would consider him the one who loved us and gave himself for us, realizing that there is no comparison for him. This is not something that the Lord needed to do for his own gain or anything like that. He needed nothing, but we needed a savior. And he was the only one who could have saved us from the wrath that was ahead of us. The judgment of God was born by our Lord Jesus. He took it all. He bared all for us. 
But as we have read on the third day, he rose again, just like he said. He's not in the grave anymore. He's not on the cross. We have been singing, gazing on the Lord in glory while our hearts in worship bow. Because there is where he is. He was taken up in majesty and power. And this morning he reigns triumphant. He reigns in glory. And that's where we see him this morning. The one who loved us, gave us life eternal. And his promises to us in a soon and coming day, I will return to receive you unto myself. As where I am, there shall you be also. Saints, one day we shall be in glory. Some of us are going to get called away before the others. But we are asked to be prepared and to look steadfast to the heavens for his returning. I trust that each one this morning would consider him the only one who can give life eternal. If we are the one who has not claimed this life, this new eternal life, it's available today, right now, for each and every one. There's a verse I didn't read. It says, other sheep I have, which need to come. And if you're here this morning and are hearing my voice and you're that sheep, the Lord is open his arms wide this morning to receive you. Come unto him before it's too late. You know, we are in trying times. You know, every morning, every day, you hear a few more deaths, so many more deaths, so many more deaths. Then you wonder, I wonder if those people were prepared. But, you know, we have, as believers, we have responsibility also to do our part, to spread the word to those who might need it. Because each and everyone need to be prepared for death. So I trust that this morning our hearts are encouraged to know that we have a savior, the one who went the length, went to the distance to secure our salvation. We shall not shun this salvation because it's not a cheap one. It costs the Lord Jesus his all. All he's asking of us is to believe in him, to receive him and to trust him. I trust that we might trust in him this morning, even more than we are, more than we have in the past. Because, you know, as the song says, if we never needed the Lord before, be sure you need him now. Because he's the only way. So I trust that our hearts might be encouraged to cling to the Lord this morning, or Savior, or Lord, the one who took our place, the one who have won the victory for us, the one who have secured our salvation. He wants us to be delighted in our salvation because it is a full and free one. There's no worry because the Lord has taken all of that from it. 
the worry and the, the fear is gone. All is before us is joy and glory and majesty. So we trust the giving thanks to the Lord for what he has done, what he's continuing to do, because he keeps us where we are here to. So we should follow him and stick close to him in a time like this. May these words encourage our hearts this morning. We might have a desire to get closer to him and follow his lead. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.